everyone. Welcome to the Work Friends Podcast, where we meaningful conversations to you. I am Ainsley, and I'm here with my co-host, work and real friend, Jen Brubaker. This season on the podcast, we're pausing to remember and reflect. Remember the key people and events in the good and hard seasons of life, and reflect on God's provision, goodness, and grace. We'll hear from old and new friends, even some that are no longer living, about God's unchanging nature through it all. Today on the podcast, we are chatting with the one and only, your gal, our friend, Ainsley Stanley. Um, I'm pumped. This is going to be a really rich as Ainsley shares about the things God is teaching her as she and reflect on what's happening in her life right now and what has happened in the past. And we all love her. So enjoy. So oh, grab a nice coffee because dollar drink days. Stay hydrated, do whatever you need to do, and enjoy today's episode. <laughs> I feel so silly doing that and then being like, so now on to me. <laughs> I think especially when we do it all in one shot take. It's yeah, funny. for sure. Well, welcome Ainsley. Thanks for coming and being on the podcast today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how have you been lately? Good. <laughs> you see some panic in your eyes. No, it's not panic. It just feels like life is moving so fast. Yes. Like I cannot keep up with it. Like, and it's not that every single week has been that busy. Some weeks have been crazy. This week feels like it's going to be maybe a little more crazy, but life is just moving fast. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, I feel like I can't, I can't catch up with it, like everything. And I feel, I like grieve how fast time is flying. Mm-hmm. It's June almost tomorrow. Yeah. When we're recording this. Yeah. This will be like August when this comes out, but it's like, psych. <laughs> so we're reflecting on the past. So even if I talk about the present now, it'll be past it'll by the time past. we listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the way that things work out. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about that on my drive to work today is I used to do this is what life always looked like. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I wonder how much you've missed because we've just jumped right back into the swing of things since COVID and stuff like that. A lot of hard things that have come from the last two years. But I think there's has been a new pre- appreciation for slowing down and yeah. trying new things and doing things you enjoy. And um, yeah, I don't want to miss those things. Yeah, it is true. I think that I'm noticing it, it's tough because I do it too. And I understand because it's like we're just exciting to do the life-giving things we haven't been able to do. Mm-hmm. It's being in sports and extracurriculars again. And yeah, I know that it feels so, so much for everybody. And we are just excited to do things. And there's sort of, I, 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 I want to say there's a balance in it. But then I'm reminded of how my dad always says, like, I don't know that balance is actually something we ever achieve. Like, it's not mm-hmm. actually, it's not actually something that's necessarily, like, super achievable. But yeah, I know for me, it's like, it, just like thinking about what it was like when, you know, during COVID, even in the busier seasons of COVID, like there's just, there was so much less coordinating. Like I feel like mm. coordinating my schedule and like being places and driving times and like, you know what I mean? Like it's one thing to like coordinate a schedule when like you don't have to even leave your house to go to any <laughs> meetings. Yeah. Uh, it changes things. Yeah. Yeah. It is definitely an ongoing working out. 
um, balance, quote unquote balance, yeah. what that looks like. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's dive in. Um, what would you say you're enjoying the most in this season? Oh my goodness. I think like just getting back to like seeing people and doing normal things. Now, some people have totally done things throughout that have been maybe more so than me. Like I went out with some friends a while ago and we were just like walking and like on Waterloo and I just haven't been there. Like when I was younger, like pre-COVID, like we used to go out and do things all the time and like I just have done less or more local things mm. um and and I was like oh my god like I can't remember the time I just like I don't know was out doing something like this and my friend was like ah oh, I mean yes, we were doing stuff all the time but like I haven't been to a movie theater since COVID started or like anything mm-hmm. like that like doing some of those like things that we used to do um that's exciting I love spring I love summer I'm like I don't remember saying this on the podcast but I'm sure I have that like I am not a winter person I'm a sad winter person (laughs) like I one time had a friend who lived with me for a year and she moved uh in like October and I was like Melissa I'm really grumpy all winter we are summer friends and I just want you to know that I'm not always the same person throughout the winter (laughs) because you guys worked at summer camp together right yeah (laughs) (laughs) and it wasn't that bad I just I don't know I'm so much more like melancholy and like just tired I just need the sun Mm. I need the sun so and yet as we talk about seasons the winter has its place yeah (laughs) yeah maybe the snow I think the metaphorical winter has has a place but I yeah in my heart (laughs) I don't love it but anyway it's okay it's okay (laughs) All that being said, I'm just enjoying the weather and the sun and um, like I have a, like a porch on my new place. So if mm-hmm. I just like sit, I'll just like sit by the window, and the sun come in and it's like super nice. So I feel like it's very healing and it's very, for me, spring and summer is a very powerful thing spiritually too, because I'm like so reminded of God's goodness of healing mm. in a season of growth. And mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Talk more about that and to like... I know for you in general, you love like seasons in general, metaphorical or the spiritual <laughs> or what, what, not the physical necessarily. Yeah. Winter, as you said, not yeah. a fan. But yeah, like where, where's your appreciation and love for this kind of theme and topic come from? Just my own life. Like I, I'm not necessarily somebody that is really connected to God through like metaphors. Like some people are super visual, like I think of, um, Eliza, mm. like we talked with her, she's very visual. She's very connects to God through these like pictures and ideas. Like I think I hear when I hear people talk about them, I'm like, oh wow, that's really cool. Um, like her, her Mel, she very much is the same way. Like she'll get these beautiful pictures and metaphors, and it's like, wow, like that is how God works. And I sometimes do that, but but not not always. I'm not necessarily like it's not my go to um, in the way that I like reflect on God. But the seasons is one thing that has always just struck me as like, well, I shouldn't say always, I'm an exaggerator, has in the, in, in the past few years been something that has been a big theme for me. Mm. And part of it is just because I know that the seasons of like winter, I think of winter, I think of like dead things and cold. And for me, like 
sadness <laughs> um and like just cold and dry and dead and 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 those seasons if I think of in my life where things were hard and dead and sad and dry um I learned the most about God I learned more about who God was in those seasons and knowing there is a place in this world to understand God's goodness amidst a broken world mm. because it's only and when we actually realize our yearning for what was good at one time. Um, and so even just think of that or like, you know, the, the the life cycle of like a tree and just the beautiful blooming and like the first spring and things are super green and nothing's dry yet. And then the season of summer where things are still growing and there's harvest, but they're drying. And then even the beauty of them dying, like that's such a funny concept to me of like, we love fall because the leaves are so beautiful. And yet, like, that's the literal death of those leaves going. And yet that whole life cycle of, like, going through the seasons of, like, growth and dry and death and growth and, like, cycling through those things for me. It not only gives me comfort, I think, in the sense of, like, it's okay to go through a season where we don't feel like there's much growth. And I'm somebody that can feel guilty when things don't feel like they're always I think always mm, growing, mm-hmm. da 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 da, um, and I don't have a lot to say, or I don't have a lot of thoughts. Um, there, I could go on, and these aren't really deep thoughts. It's just all the simple things that kind of come up in my head of like understanding them. But um, Chris and Zima, springtime. It came on this morning. I played it a song. I got told there's a new song. It just came out, recommended for me on Apple Music, and then after it played, it played springtime, and I was just like reminded again as I saw the sun shining through the windows that like. We will sing a new song. What's dead is dead and gone with the morning. And it's like we wake up and God is like his love and his grace is real. And in the midst of brokenness, here it comes. It's like springtime, like out of the dirt, a little bloom, life, hope. Mm-hmm. I'm reminded as you, as you talk about that, I'm reminded what Viv said about, um, I think it was when she was sharing about Lilius Trotter's life that everything is a metaphor for God and how he made us and his plan for redemption. And she talked about that lifestyle. I think she was talking about a flower or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, Yeah. It it just kind of blows my mind again. Like that is Jesus. I mean, not like physically or literally that is what he does. He makes what's dead and broken and makes it alive and beautiful. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and a lot of it, we don't necessarily see this side of heaven. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. How have you, how do you wrestle with that? Like with those really, really heartbroken things that you, and those really dry seasons, I think it's really easy and really tempting to be like, and I believe that this is, this is legit that like looking back on really difficult seasons, it's like, this is what God taught me. Mm. But there's a lot of times where we, can't or don't or whatever it is we're not able to reach that conclusion there's a lot of questions like I don't know why this happened I don't know what God was doing how have you wrestled with that like with unanswered questions essentially yeah that's a tough one for me and I think I still wrestle with that um and I think being like like I I see it the most in people in my life whether it's like close to me or um, just students who 
have had like everything against them. I think of one kid who comes to the drop-in center or did come for a long time and they had, you know, a brother with addiction problems. Mm -hmm. Their dad was out of the picture and in and out of the picture, always letting them down, you know, had another girlfriend, had a baby, left them, you know, had this half, half sibling that, you know, they saw them abandoned, their younger sibling abandoned and their mom and just all these things. Right. And, and, you know, oh, their mom is wonderful and she's trying her best. But I, I just remember this kid and, and just the deep struggles that they had and how in their life they, they just had no concept of healthy relationship, mm. of good relationship, of real love. And, and when I look at situations like that, where there's never been anyone to like help them in their forming years understand love. And I know that God can intervene in that. And I know that his love is greater. I know that his love through us is greater than all that. And I love that child deeply. Um, you know, I think of them often and I haven't seen them in a long time. But when I, when I think about some of those really deep, hard situations where I, I just look at God and I think, like, how is this fair? How, how is this fair that, you know, we get to live in? cookie cutter lives and white picket fences and not that my life has been easy in all all aspects because privilege doesn't mean life is easy but it it does mean that like I had everything stacked for me and everybody there's lots of people had everything stacked against them um and we see that all the time and and I I really wrestle with that aspect of things of looking at other people who have you know biological conditions and and uh huge traumas and just things like how is it fair that I've just been so blessed like it doesn't make sense to me and I I really have a hard time with knowing how God can redeem people that I feel like are irredeemable and my conclusion to that is is that I just will never understand and I think of like even in you know the Bible God will be like were you there when I formed the earth were you there when I created and it's like people I think when they go through their own their own hurt and their own wrestling um, of things that happen to them. They question God and think, why? Why did I lose this person? Why did this happen? Why does that happen? And I haven't had like something that that was like that for me necessarily, but it's like the brokenness of other people around me. And like, God, like, I don't, I don't get this. Like, I just don't get it. But knowing that God is working things out, he's making a plan. He redeems the most broken of things. And I think for me too, to know that, what I think is too broken and too irredeemable and too too much, he is redeeming. And sometimes that takes generations. And I don't know when or how, and I wish he would fix the people that I love now and redeem their stories now in a way that feels really powerful and meaningful, but that may not happen. Like, I may not see the people that I love see redemption and love and healing in their lifetime, and that just has to be okay mm-hmm. because he's God and I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, going back to that prayer from like Jude 365, when I don't perceive it, God, you are still working. And um, you describe there are a lot of seasons where you need to like preach the gospel to yourself and remind yourself of what is true about who you are, who the people around you are, and who God is in all of that. And um, hard 
good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know we say that often, but it is, I think it's true. What would you say have been three forming experiences in your life? We often say the most, but yeah. just three forming experiences. Yeah. There's not like a ton of like very specific things. They'd be um, <laughs> seasons um, of like that I think have been forming. One that I, I won't talk about too much because I've talked about before, but that was camp for me. Um, it was just a combination of A, getting away, like being, because like um, my camp would have been a little bit different than yours because it wasn't like close to my community. The people that there weren't in my community, it was a couple hours away. So I didn't really know many people. So an experience of coming away um, already can be an opportunity for the Lord to do a lot of work. Just learning more about his love for me, his love for people, and um, even just his goodness and putting people in my life that had very unique struggles that were the same as mine, and being able to experience grace in a real way. Um, so camp was really, really formative for me there. Um, I would say uh, my family was a very forming experience. Um and, and I won't, like, there's, like, lots of things about that, but there were very specific, unique situations that I experienced because of my family of origin that I think that I just understand certain things about life that other people don't. Mm-hmm. And it's just very unique to what my normal was. And that was a very different normal than a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. And so I think the way I view people and the way that I understand people, um, the lens of of life um, is very different because of that. Um, <laughs> um, so listen, and actually one that I, I was just reflecting on this earlier, and one that came up that I was thinking of, um, a season of life that was very forming, and I, I don't actually, I haven't thought about this much in a long time, but um, there was a year, and I want to say I was like 19, 20, something like that, And there was a season where kind of all at once, and mostly because of some mentors in my life, um, Brad and Kendra, and and they had really introduced me in a big way to like prayer and hearing from God and taking time to listen to God and like learning about prophecy and how God speaks to you and speaks to you for other people and through other people and and I, I was like just thinking back this morning about how that season like feels almost like surreal for how I felt like God moved in that. And and life was really hard at that time. Like there was still like some really, really um, no, like just terrible things happening um, that I was wrestling through. But uh, I just remember like for the first time, like something that, that was really hard for me that God showed up in a way was like really not feeling like God listened to me. Like that was a really hard thing for me to wrestle with. That really got to me like for some reason, like that was really difficult for me to understand. Like out of all the things I could question God, like when I was a teenager, that like not feeling like he listened to me or that he was close to me, that was like really hard. And so in this season of listening to God, I remember just being blown away by him actually showing up and speaking to me like, and, and especially like through giving other people like, um, like words or pictures for me, like two, one was I, um, 
there was a very short season where I was uh, helping in a school and it was just like a, like I only did it for like a couple of weeks. I ran this like art program there and it was like a lovely three little weeks that I got to um, do these art classes with a couple times a week. And I just remember like, uh, I, I look back on that short season and I think like, wow, God, you did so many things. And, and um, you know, like the teachers would walk in and be like, oh my goodness, it's so common here. And I remember God just using that very, very short period in like such a cool way. And I was um, kind of like had just been doing that. And this guy was like, oh, this like, seems so weird. He's like, but just take it because this is what I feel like the Lord is like giving me for you. And he was like, I got this picture. He's like, you like walked through the doors of a school and he was like, you like walked in and like God sent sunshine into the school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sir, like, I had no idea, like no idea what I was doing. And he was like, yeah, like, I just, I just saw you walk into the doors of school and just these like sunshine, like coming in through and like light coming through. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, God, you use that. Like, and again, it was like a short season, but it was really good and just knowing. God used it. So things like that, that were very, very specific. And, um, another one was like, (laughs) I think, I don't think you might have done this before. There's this thing that people have done sometimes where, and they have a bunch of people kind of in the line or standing in the line and they don't know who's behind them. And they just Mm -hmm. ask God, like, do you have anything to, to show me, tell me to give this person? And sometimes it, something and sometimes it's just like there's no like pressure to try to like come up with something just like if you do if you do if you don't you don't and um this the girl who's doing it she turned around and she like looked puzzled at me and she was like I am hesitant to even say this because she's like I just don't get it and I might have just imagined it but she was like I just felt like God wanted me to tell you that you're safe like you are safe and I'm like literally getting tears like talking about it remember just like bursting into tears because at that time oh my goodness like that was so like exactly what I needed mm-hmm. and she was so confused um and she just said like God is with you when you were safe and um that was in like a time in my life where like I didn't feel safe anywhere I went um just because of, of things that were happening. And, um, like, I just remember that season, a few months of just, like, wrestling really deeply and struggling really deeply and, you know, like, not feeling safe, not feeling heard. And, like, God was with me so much in those seasons of just, like, showing me, like, I do speak to you. Mm. And if you're not listening, I'm going to, like, tell it to you through other people and in the midst of like such confusion, like just so many things. And, and I look back on that and, oh, you know, life doesn't maybe look as, um, like it felt like this really like high growth time. Um, and life doesn't look like that, but I just think like that was a huge foundation for me, like Mm -hmm. to be able to stand on in the midst of those things of like, like, what the heck? Like you do these things. Like I never have planned any of those things. And yet here he was like in his care for me, like, nope, like this is for you in this moment. And so I think learning more about listening to God and trusting that he, he gives me words to say and trusting in his spirit to like Mm -hmm. allow him to speak to people through things I say, because those words that I share with 
it's on a podcast or, you know, welcoming people to church or in the drop-in that like those words that God gives, if I just mm-hmm. trust that he can speak through me, that some of those things might actually touch people. So mm-hmm. I think that taught me a lot about God and his character. Mm. That's so cool to me that I think we often miss that. Number one, thank you for sharing. I think we often miss the opportunities that are in front of us because we just simply aren't aware of them or we're just too busy that words have power Mm -hmm. and that actions have power. It doesn't have to be a huge, big thing. And even what you were reading today from the Oswald Chamber Mm -hmm. book about like, oh, something about working against our common sense to seek Jesus and to be faithful to God. Mm -hmm. I see that. So Mm -hmm. to hear how you have been impacted and how those have been some significant experiences and seasons in your life. Yeah. Is pretty amazing. I I think I just reminded that we are not islands. Like Mm -hmm. we are not isolated. Yeah. And how we are being formed and who we're becoming. It really does take a village Mm -hmm. and a community. And, um, to hear how your community has impacted you it's really cool and the good seasons and the really really difficult ones too mm-hmm. it's grown you and it's grown character in you and all of this <laughs> what do you treasure about oh god hmm. he just he knows like i i think the idea that he knew and prepared things and worked things ahead to work for the good of people is is amazing and I and I I'm always like hesitant to say that because I think sometimes I notice that people share that in the like God's gonna bless me because he works for my good and like yeah but we know when he said he was working for the good of the people he was sending into exile mm-hmm. like you know like yes he is redeeming but I think you know, there's so many seasons where I've just questioned and wondered and been like, what the heck? And then you walk through life and you pick up on these things where he uniquely prepared you for that moment. Like, I, I think about the times in my life where something came up and I was like, huh, like, because of this thing that I hated going through, I am prepared for this situation. Like, I remember one time sitting with a girl and I hadn't really like uh, we've kind of reconnected over the years again she's a student she's in college now and I remember a few years ago we we met for coffee and she started telling me about some of the stuff that was happening in her life and I literally felt like she was telling me my own story mm. it was that uniquely exactly the same as some of the things I went through and I remember just being like of all the unique, crazy things that could happen, here I am sitting with a girl and and she's sitting here admitting these things to me and they're like, it's exactly the same story as what I went through. And I was heartbroken that she had to go through those things. Like, I don't wish that upon other people. And yet I was like, God, like, how did you know that I would be here in this moment and that this girl needed someone to say me to? Like, I could never, I could never come up with a master plan and all my creativity and problem solving, never, ever, ever. 
And I, I look at those moments of God being like, yes, I know you're broken and hurting, but I will use this. Like, it's that story of Joseph over and over and over. Like, what was meant for evil, like, I will redeem and restore. It's the whole story of God is like, I will restore what was broken. I am restoring what is broken. And so in the midst of things, faith makes a fool of what makes sense. Like, that's, I just love him for that. He's so much wiser and can see ahead and, and knows far better than me. And in the midst of those things of, of saying, you know what, like, I, even this. Even this I can redeem. In all of this, I don't know if you can relate to this, but for me anyways, it's so much easier, like, and we've been doing this, like looking back and being like, yeah, God formed me, grew me in that season, but it's kind of hard to see it in the moment. So how is God forming you and growing you right now? And I, before you answer that, I just want to say, I really appreciate what you said about, um, not feeling like the pressure to be growing in a certain amount in a certain season. Like it's okay to have seasons of life where you grow a lot and where you're learning a lot. And it's Mm -hmm. also okay to have slower seasons where you might not feel quote unquote productive in those things. Um, But yeah, how is God growing you right now? Hmm. Lamenting. And we've talked about this and it keeps, it's like a theme that, keeps coming up of lamenting and how we are not good at that and great book if you're looking for something it is called prophetic lament a call for justice in Trial times by Soong chin ra um i may be saying his name wrong i'm not 100 sure um and i read his book um by recommendation of somebody and he talks about this idea of like learning how to lament. And he specifically talks about in a Western culture where we are um, a culture of providence and a culture of celebration and success and wealth that we don't know how to suffer very well, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate because even though I would say compared to other areas where um, success is not their mantra, they do all struggle more commonly than we do, but we still have all these things and brokenness that we can't escape with any money, wealth, prosperity, government, whatever. And, and, and he just talks about learning to lament and lament as community and be able to understand God's heart through that. And, um, I mean, he has way more amazing thoughts and specifically understanding how we can join together and understand, um, people of minorities and, and, like that and how we can understand the grace of God through lamenting for them because that's like where lamentations is really a heart out of that thing of um lamenting for the less than um and I think it's been coming up a lot but even like last week like the world is so heavy you know last week there was a school shooting mm-hmm. and all these people died like all these children died And it's so mindless and just awful. And, you know, I know people in my own life that are, you know, struggling through cancer of all ages and moms with children and, and, oh, it's just terrible. And I keep hearing these things, you know, a, a girl at work who, you know, her younger sibling who's like an infant has cancer and 
she's been doing all these things to help put around the house and like there's wars going on and families are still divided over COVID things and I just remember last week after I was just like I don't know how to handle all this and and so I just went for a walk and I just was like God like I don't like what like it's so helpless like you just feel so helpless in the midst of all this brokenness and I'm just being like reminded of this call to just be able to actually lament and to cry and to allow for when I don't have words for the brokenness and suffering to just allow that suffering to come to God like why don't you do something will you do something we need you we need your redemption all these things and this call to just like allow that brokenness to actually sit and actually allow myself to not be too distracted by all the other things that are happening to like forget to pray and to lament over the things that are happening because again we're we're in a season of remembering reflecting and we've talked again and again about how much we forget about things and I even think about the war in Ukraine right now and Oh, I, I saw a video the other day that just broke my heart of just like bombs coming down the horizon and the person taking the video is just sobbing. And like, I feel like, you know, when it first started happening, we were putting up flags and we were saying all these things and we were putting up prayers and we were, you know, talking about it all the time. And, and I feel like, like we just forgotten, like we, like we've, like it's still happening and there's still people it's like we only care for these short amounts of times before we're just distracted with the things that are happening and um like lamenting for the people of God globally in our communities and like not being so um individually minded that I forget to lament for the people around me um and I think communal living and communal lament and carrying one another's burdens is, is all part of that and that's that I'm learning because I think I'm in a season of being easily, easily, easily distracted, very focused on my things and my hearts and my boredoms, my distractions, the things I want, the things I hope for, things I'm worried about. And and I forget to like live life with the people around me or to like know about like the body of Christ in the world and what's happening. And so yeah, God is just calling me to like be be minded and like looking outward um I think it was like Will on the podcast I still think he talked about being curved inward and curved outward mm. and the idea of like remembering to be curved outward and looking out to what people are actually experiencing around us <laughs> and that's not like always super easy because I can be very selfish um and very want to just like hide in when things get hard and scary or things look hard and scary or don't want to allow the tragedies of the world to like set into my head my heart my soul because it's too hard and it's not my it's not my backyard it's not my people I don't need to worry about it but actually to like allow God to like yes it's so much harder because he breaks you like it breaks you and yet in those moments of allowing God to hear my pain and my heartache for the things around me that he reminds me that he is still working. What does that look in your life practically? Mm-hmm. Like to live communally, 
to like carry one another's burdens because we read that in scripture yeah um what does that look like for you practically yeah it's hard I think um and I (laughs) I'm like like more of somebody who's like not always good at balance so I can be like put way too much of people's struggles on myself or I can like put a shell up and try to protect myself and some of those are coping mechanisms and so there's a time and place for them but I think like knowing who your people are is really important for one I think that's a good first step of like thinking about the people that you need to take care of that are in your circle of like your go-to people to either talk about things or to check in to ask how they are reminded that um (laughs) like that's that's one of those things of carrying each other's burdens and being intentional and knowing that you can't be intentional with everybody and reminding myself of of the people that are closest to me that a I can go to but b that I can be intentional with and ask Mm -hmm. them how they're doing you know that's actually our friend Matt when I talked about lamentations Mm. um, a while ago and he came to me afterwards and he said if we were in community with people, we would automatically be better at lamenting mm-hmm. because their burdens are your burdens. And I was like, oh, I should have used that in my sermon. I didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so mm-hmm. I think learning how to, to do community and be intentional, and sometimes it takes a lot of practicality. And I think mm-hmm. in our day and age, it takes a lot of intentionality because we're very busy people too busy of people probably more than we cared to admit so I think that's one um and I think like again living communally whether this is like in our own life people we know and kind of going out and out and out and out like this is like that song that says like break my heart for what breaks yours everything I have um show me how to love like you've loved me and I prayed that prayer like a long time ago like I remember hearing that being like god like Help me to actually understand you and understand your love people. And that's a dangerous prayer. But I think when we live that way of asking, like, ask God to to show you community, to, like, show you the brokenness, to give him a heart for the people around you, he actually follows through. Mm. And I think also learning how do we do that, not just with people in our churches. That's Mm -hmm. another, I would say, follow-up to this like rambly tangent is practically if you look at who your people are and who you're in community with if they all look exactly like you then you're missing out mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it is hard because it requires vulnerability I think we were talking about this a little bit ago like in order for transformation to be or to happen there needs to be vulnerability like things need to be brought from darkness into the light yeah it's like i i've always wondered i'm like why does jesus tell us to confess our sins to one another i'm like oh it's community you know yeah. and it's for healing for us and for yeah not just like me individually but mm-hmm. us as a community um yeah i think that's a big shift in understanding to love like the father is is to know and still love and we are image bearers of him and so we get the opportunity to know the not so pretty things and the sinful dark things about you and I still love you for it 
right? Like mm-hmm. I know you're not perfect and I've seen some of the things that you've had to wrestle with and I love you despite that. And that's the image of God in me mm-hmm. being part of understanding healing for you. And mm-hmm. the same for, for me, like, <laughs> you know, many of my downfalls <laughs> and yet you still love me. And I understand mm-hmm. God better because of that relationship. But I think confession mm-hmm. plays a big part in that. Mm-hmm. Even to like, I think our relationship is much stronger because we've had those hard conversations. Absolutely. Like it, this was on so many levels of yeah. our relationship with God, our relationship with our family, our relationship mm-hmm. with friends, our relationship with community. Like yeah. it, it really and is. confession is a way. Yeah, I think live. I surprised myself with how much I want to resist it. Yeah. And yeah, every time I have a freaking hard conversation, whether because I messed up or because I sense God leading me into having a hard, hard yeah. loving conversation. It's sometimes it doesn't go as, as I had hoped or expected, but <laughs> a lot of time mm-hmm. experienced a deepening in relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you and I have experienced that in a lot of ways too. <laughs> of yeah. Like, even like one way I'll say this on the podcast and if you, I can take it out later if I want to, but like, you know, like something Jen and I have realized of like, confession to each other like comparison yes and understanding that we had like issues with like mutual comparison of like I always compared myself to you and always felt less than yeah and then you told me the same thing and I was like (laughs) oh we are able to work and be friends in the way that we are because we are different Mm -hmm. and understanding God's grace and those things but that a understanding of God's the body of Christ and b deepening of our relationship and c under like being able to accept and give grace to one another in those mm-hmm. things only happened through being able to be real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything even on a, again practical note. I recognize those seasons and times where I compare myself to you mm-hmm. since having that conversation, yeah. since like bringing it into the light and having a conversation. And I know there's there's been times where I come up to you and be like Ainsley. I'm wrestling with comparison. <laughs> I don't ta- say it like that. I'm probably more <laughs> somber, but um, sober, somber, serious, <laughs> serious. <I don't> know. <laughs> Gosh, um, but yeah, it's like again, I continue to be reminded as you're sharing and throughout life, we don't need to figure it all out right now, like sanctification, a fancy word for just being more made into the image of Jesus is a lifelong thing. And that's the point. Yeah. Transformation isn't a one and done thing. Like Jesus bringing into the position of undeserved privilege. is not like it's ongoing. And um, yeah, to hear how God has done that in your life through some really cool things that you're enjoying right now through things that have been really, really, really challenging and, and a lot of it unseen. I'm really thankful for, yeah, just the, yeah, just like your story because be, because of it, you've been able to, I think you're better at your job because of it. I think you're a better follower of Jesus because of it. And um, that's not to tie a bow around it. <laughs> it is reality yeah. for you. Yeah. And so thanks for your openness. Thanks for your vulnerability. <laughs> thanks for the laughs. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just hope and pray that people as they listen to this feel a little more seen yeah. in what they're 
wrestling with and that it's Uh okay to wrestle and lament and suffer and to sit in it. Yeah, totally. And to not like winter. Yeah, (laughs) to not like winter. forget thanks so much for listening we hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did you can listen to more amazing conversations at just work friends um spotify apple Podcasts, wherever literally. we're not just work friends it's just work friends. oh whoops <laughs> work friends <laughs> but you can find us on social media on instagram and, and uh facebook at just work friends yeah there we go got a little confused. <laughs> confused sorry work friends the instagram handle is gone so it's we can't have it so it, it's just work friends on instagram but the actual podcast is work friends yeah <laughs> there we go anyways let us know what you're enjoying <laughs> like and subscribe do whatever you need to do into normal as the outro and until next time bye-bye <laughs> yikes <laughs> Oh.